Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Privateer Island Life Podcast number 12. Thanks for listening. Appreciate everybody. It's uh, been fun getting good downloads. People seem to dig it as we dig deeper and deeper into the island and what's going on there, who's trying to get off, who get, who got off, and, uh, and basically try to find out the life that these privateers lead. And again, we appreciate the downloads and the listens. It's going well. FXR, designed by racers for racers. The attention to detail and quality that they strive to maintain comes back to a skill team of designers, product engineers, and test riders who always push the brand to the next level. PulpMX30 is the code at FXRRacing.com. You type in PulpMX30 and you save at FXRRacing.com. Your factory ride starts with FXR. Uh, thanks, everybody, again for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio... FXR brand manager, race manager, uh, I guess I would say zookeeper of all the island privateers, Andy White. What's up, Andy? How are you? Not much, man. Thanks for uh, bringing me into the studio. Yeah, it's fun. And you're in Vegas for, uh, well, you just were in Vulcan Squad, and now you're in Vegas, and uh, yeah, busy guy. Yeah, traveling the world, checking on our guys, getting distributors set up, and uh, Vegas has got the arena cross and Supercross, so yeah. two-for-one deal. Yeah, why not? I'm just glad I don't got to get on a plane. I'm just really glad I don't got to get on a plane. Uh, yeah, well, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first up on the show, uh, we had him on a few weeks ago. He is uh, living with Cade Clayson and Alex Ray, and I, we all feel sorry for him. Uh, Henry Miller, what's up, Henry? How are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you guys? We're good, man. How did New York go for you? Uh, it it actually didn't go too bad. Um, you know, uh, had a few crashes, uh, had to run the LCQ, but I won the LCQ and came into the main, hadn't had a few mistakes and just kind of yeah. trying not to be a ticking time bomb out there and go down every lap. <laughs> I, uh, I had you in my fantasy and believe me, I saw you had to go to the LCQ. It's very nervous, but I, I, you know what? You've pulled it through before Henry. How many LCQs have you been in? I think three or four and you've made it every time. Um, I have been in this year. I've been in three. Yes, and I missed it, but I missed one. So the odds are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you, you're gonna you, you can make it. Also on the line, another FXR rider. Uh, you may know this guy from uh, a few photos of the goat farm on on uh, Instagram and on and, and things like that. Josh Carwright, what's up, Josh? How are you, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Pulling starts. Cartwright can start. He sure can. It's, yeah. Uh, you can count with that number 93 on the starts all the time. Yeah, what is the deal, Josh, with the starts, man? You've always been good at them? Yeah, ever since I was an amateur, I've always been pretty good at starts, and that's how I kind of started up front, and uh, it helps to get a start. And me and my dad used to practice them 24-7, and in arena cross, I used to do those when I was little, so mm -hmm. in arena cross, you have to have good starts. So I guess it just rolled over, and I'm still doing well in, in Supercross. <laughs> yeah, really? No, I, everyone probably can see that FXR gear up front. So, good, nice job, Andy, getting Cartwright in FXR. Uh, thanks. For the, for the, for the, uh, for the start. Um, hey, so New York Supercross, I'll go with you, Henry. You talked about it a little bit, but um, it was a gnarly track. You guys didn't do Seattle, um, but it was probably tougher than that because it, Seattle at least had that sandy base that would move side to side. New York was just like treacherous, deep ruts, everything else. Uh, I'll start with you, Henry. How hard was it to stay on the bike for, for the main event? Uh, yeah, the main, it was it was definitely tough. You had to pick and choose your lines really good and uh, stay away from some of the ruts in the rhythm sections. There were some soft spots, some real deep ruts, and uh, it uh, ended up making the track real difficult. I mean, the, the triples, were they were difficult in practice. 
and then just adding the ruts to them, and it was just the whole track was probably mm. one of the gnarliest tracks I've ever rode in Supercross. Yeah, so it was it was a good experience for me, but <laughs> uh, not as many ruts would have been preferred. Yeah, um, one of those things, Henry I, uh, Jordan Smith. I talked to him. He said. He said, first of all, he said he was praying every every lap that he didn't go over the bars, didn't drag his pegs, and goes over the bars. But, and this goes back to the Tomac thing. Like we saw Tomac pick up his bike, and he didn't rip through the pack like we thought he would. Um, and I think it goes back to what Jordan was saying. Like Henry, you could only go so fast on that track. Like the harder you push, the more you could just easily make a mistake. You only could go so fast. Oh yeah, definitely. It was more of like a just find the flow and stay with it and hit your marks every lap and you would be good. Kind of like what Muskin did. He was just, it looked like he was putting in no effort and he was going really fast. And then Tomac, he was trying to push through the pack and kept making mistakes. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was really a track. You had to just find a flow and stick with it. Hey, it was a track perfect for Marvin, right? Just, Easy on the throttle, good line selection. He was going inside uh, before the finish in those both of those turns a few times. It was one of those things where that kind of patience is just rewarded. Oh, definitely. It was it was definitely a track you had to be patient on. Otherwise, you'd have big mistakes and end up going down. What about what about you, Josh? How was the main event for you? Uh, it was okay. I got a not a great start. Uh, I, in about third lap, I stalled it so that wasn't the greatest idea from my point uh i had to keep going back it was just a track to where if you weren't in the main line if you got cross threaded you were just going off the track one of the laps i my foot got caught in the rut in between the rim sections and i almost did a knack knack over the jump and you just <laughs> had to be smooth and just no mistakes just to get through the 15 minutes um, which one of you was involved in a little bit of a stuffing stuffathon with Nick Gaines? One of you guys was. was uh, it wasn't me. No, Henry? wasn't me either. Really? Damn! I really felt. I mean, I saw Nick it Gaines. Been, but I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I saw somebody and Nick Gaines. They were they were going for about a lap and just taking turns screwing each other over, just coming in hot on the inside and hitting and moving, and it was great. It could, I, I, it could I, mean Paul Coates. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it yeah, was Coates. I feel like it was, it was probably Paul. Or Jerry, you know Robin. what? It was Coates. It was an FXR guy, and it was Coates. Yeah. It was absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's what they were having a great fu battle for a little bit, <laughs> but in the meantime, slowing each other up like totally, right? But but I mean, I know that happens. So, um, Andy, what's these guys like to work with for FXR? Uh, both guys are super easy. Um, they're kind of demanding on the colors. The colors? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> No, these guys are really easy going. Uh, they send in the requests, and uh, yeah, we set them up with gear, and uh, they don't uh, blow through it. They they take care of their gear, and uh, um, no, they're a dream to work with. Uh, not like uh, Alex Ray, where he's a handful. <laughs> Alex is is Ray is A Ray the biggest pain in the ass? He wants butt patches. He wants colors. He I don't think he thinks when he talks. He just like yeah. Andy. Am I getting more gear? I go, dude, we just gave you like three sets like yeah. five minutes ago. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. And yeah. I want to call him out on something. Uh, when he did the first podcast, he said that I was pushing the pink gear on him. And I wasn't. He was all over me about pink gear. And we didn't have a size at the time. We had to make special gear He's for stocky. Him. He's stocky. He's a little stocky. Yeah. He's like a 33 and a half, I think, or something. <laughs> Anyways, he was all over me for pink. I get it to him, and then he threw me under the bus when he was on the show that I was pushing the pink on him. Henry, that sounds about right, huh? Oh, definitely. That's that's Alex. He 
he likes his pink gear for some reason, but now he doesn't want to wear it. How's how's his haircut doing these days? What's up with his haircut? Uh, I don't know what he's doing there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he'll probably have a new haircut come Vegas. Yeah. I mean, he flies out tomorrow, so oh, I don't really know. He hasn't. Kate, I think, just went to get a haircut, so who knows? You know, they always change up their haircuts here every weekend, I think. Okay, so, Henry, you're 21st in the points uh, with 28 points, and, Josh, you're 23rd with 23 points. Cartwright, you got some serious points you got to make up on Henry this weekend. Yeah, i got to do something to get about five spots ahead of him. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, yep. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll clean out his front tire or something and get him back to the back. <laughs> <laughs> he got 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 to get inside that top 20 for sure. But, hey, for, oh, reals, yeah. for reals, though, we saw the, the drama with uh, uh, Osborne and Savachi and Jordan Smith and everything. And, Josh, I'll start with you. This 250 race in Vegas that counts for points now, it's not just the East-West shootout and you just do whatever, this is going to be insane. It's going to be gnarly. Oh, it's going to be unreal. Like, now that you have the West Coast, you got riders racing with the East Coast. Like, if the one West Coast guy wins and then there's five in between the next West Coast right? guy, yeah. that guy doesn't get the second-place West Coast points. He gets, like, sixth-place West Coast. It, yeah. It's kind of messed up, but it makes it a good show, and you're going to see who's going to be the fastest rider of the year. And now that Osborne, Smith, and Savachi are that close, they're going to have to definitely ride smart and somehow get up front. Dude, just making the just making it into the into the main is going to be crazy. You, you just, oh, it is going to be nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like like you have to be top ten pretty much in your main events on your coast to mm-hmm. make it into the main this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's nutty. Yeah, it's going to show who's been putting in the work all year and you know, show who's the fastest. Let me ask you this, Josh. Uh, you're from Tallahassee. You, you ride at the Goat Farm. How are you on the slick hard pack stuff? Um, not too bad. I uh, I thought it was going to be hard packed when I went to Salt Lake City just because of the West, and it wasn't. It was pretty soft there. But I went, I did Vegas a couple times, and I've been used to hard pack for a while. In Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm originally from, we have a lot of hard pack tracks out there, so a little practice. But most of our tracks down here are pretty soft, so I get mostly practice for that. Right. What about you, Henry? How are you with the Vegas slickness? Uh, I guess we're going to find out. I mean, <laughs> I'm decent, but nothing special. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different – Vegas is different. Andy, you've been to Vegas Supercross. Like, they water the crap out of it, and then it gets to that slickness, and then they get some traction, but it, only for about 10 minutes, and then it's gone. It's uh, blue groove, hard pack, yeah. slippy. It's uh, it's going to be a tough track. Without for, the water, is slippery. Yeah. Then they throw the water on. I find the West Coast guys will have an advantage for sure. Yeah, practicing on that stuff. Where the East Coast guys are a little softer and ruddy. Yeah. So, uh, but except for last year, where it rained all day. Yeah, remember that? Oh man, oh. brutal. Yeah, holy Vegas smoke. and rain. Um, Henry, I know we had you on before uh, with uh, those guys, but l- how's your how's your season going? Are you happy with it? Are, um, you had some season best just outside the top ten. Uh, like you said, you've made basically every main but one. How's it been going? Uh, it's it's been going. We definitely took a step in the right direction this year from last year. I would like to be get off the gate a little bit better and get up front to begin with instead of having to go through the pack. But uh, I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm in one piece here, and uh, we're going into Vegas. So I'm feeling pretty good. So it should be good. And, Josh, what about your season as a whole? How do you feel? Uh, I feel really good for it. Uh, last year I only made three men events, and they uh, weren't in – in a row, and mm-hmm. so this year, I've made almost all of them. Made six out of the eight. In the first, the first round, my, I didn't even get a race because I, for some reason, I didn't tighten my oil drain bolt apparently, and I'm all drained out in practice. And 
destroyed my motor. That was my fault, I guess, <laughs> since I don't have a mechanic. But um, it was, yeah, it's been really good. I'm happy with six in a row. It's uh, slowly progressed. A lot of people want to just go from barely making mains to getting top five, and I know that it's a slow progress to get to the top. Did I read that you're going to, to, to FSU, or are you going to, I don't know what school it is down there, but yep, you're, I, you're in college? Yeah, I go to Florida. I go to college, a full-time student at Florida State University. Um, I'm an IT information technology major. Wow. Now, go drop that on A-Ray and go see what he says. Go watch his head spin as you try to explain <laughs> what an IT major is. Yeah, me and A-Ray, I've actually known A-Ray since I was probably five. Yeah, he lived about two hours from me. And we used to go to his track a lot and ride. He had a little night show track. And, yeah, I've known him forever. So how hard is it, man, to to the schedule of races, of course, and never mind the practicing and the training and then going to school? How hard, how hard is that? It's definitely a challenge. It just keeps me busy. I mean, in the morning I go to class, and then right after the class I go to ride and train, and then I have classes again at night. And then every Friday I fly out to the – Supercross, and every Sunday I fly back. I just had my last final exam yesterday, so I'm able to fly out to Vegas now. And I'm done for the semester, but I'm also going to be taking some summer classes to get ahead. So any plans for nationals? Uh, no, not really, not right now, just because uh, as a private year for nationals, it's a little harder. Yeah. Uh, as with, with Supercross, it's a lot easier. You can definitely make it work. And uh, for motocross, since you got to rebuild your bike like every two rounds almost and you have to have a really fast bike and outdoors to yep. compete yep what's it like down at the goat farm uh gavin faith is there he's coming into the arena cross finals i think with a three or four point lead jace owen killed the regular season of arena cross and of course joey savacci's there as well yeah it's definitely helped i came here about two years ago and riding with those guys on that caliber level just helps unbelievably uh gavin faith and jace owen are two of the arena cross guys and they're they practice together and they live together so it's going to be interesting in vegas and they have blows uh separating them mm-hmm. so about five points from blows i think it is and and eight points for for jaso and and Savachi, he sh- helps me out every day like he'll he can be tough on me but he he knows what i can do and he helps me out every single day telling me what i'm doing wrong how's meanie genie Meanie Jeannie's definitely uh, a character out there. If you don't do what she wants you to do, she just gives you that look, and you're just like, oh, I'm about to do a lot more laps. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I went there in 99, so I was with Ferry. Ricky's Ricky's in his prime, and uh, the story I always remember, we went there for three days to go riding. The story I always remember was that he didn't do his turns. He just packed, Ricky packed it in early and he didn't do his turns. And that night she said, you didn't do your turns. And dude, they had the biggest fight ever. And I'm like, <laughs> he didn't do the figure eight turns. Like he was winning everything. He's a multi-time. Like she was so mad. She was so mad, Josh. That he didn't do his turns. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. She definitely has a program for you to do. And she's built champions. And she, I mean, look at her son. He's the best in the world. And uh, if you don't do what she tells you, she definitely gets a little mad. But that's what makes us better. I definitely listen to her a lot. And Ricky out there, I listen to him every day. FXR uh, Racing Privateer Island Life Podcast. Pulpamex30 is the code when you go there. Your factory ride starts with FXR. Uh, go check them out, please. Henry Miller, Josh Cartwright, just a couple of the guys that uh, run uh, FXR out there. Uh, Henry, what's your plans for nationals? What are you going to do? Uh, we're going to actually, we're going to skip out on the first two outdoor nationals due to, uh, limited time and just some funding, but, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to start in Colorado 
and I'm going to run the 250 class through the, what is it, 10, the next 10 races. Yep. And uh, let's, I'm going to try to put it up there in the top 15, top 10 every weekend. That is the goal. I want to be right in there and um, get some more points and hopefully get noticed a little bit more and uh, see if we can, I mean, take another step towards getting some more support. Dude, the Nationals are tough. They are tough for you guys. Like, uh, the money's not great. It is so much work, so much more money on the bike, everything else. Uh, as a privateer, Henry, props to you for doing them, man. They're tough. Thank you. Uh, and what about – and so Millville, you should you should just kill it at Millville, huh? Oh, let's hope so. I mean, uh, I kill it on, like, local races. I mean, Jeremy was there. Um, on the after the outdoors last year, mm-hmm. we lined up to race, and I let him around for a lap, and then uh, he got he got around me, and then I just stayed right on him and just followed him around for five laps. So, oh, well, there we go. If I can do that. I feel like I can do pretty good there for the national. Right, right. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the sport in general. I like to always talk to you kind of guys and get get thoughts on everything. So, both of you agree that Marv pulled over, right? They looked around, and then Definitely. he pulled over. Right, Josh? You agree? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty obvious. Right. Okay, so why are so many people... Andy, let's, Andy, you agree? You, you. He definitely pulled over, yeah. and he, it was too obvious when he did it. I, yeah. Like, there was other areas in the, in the race where he could have made a mistake in a, in a in a ruts or a line and screwed up and almost fell over. I yeah. mean, yeah. it almost looked like he put the indicator on and pulled off the track um, and let him by. Are you okay with that, Andy? It's, you know... Uh, I mean... Why are so many people angry about this? I wrote today in my column, like, big deal. It's a second-last race. It's his friend. It's his teammate. It's his training partner. Like, who cares? It's I three think points. if you're uh, a KTM fan, you get it. You understand it. If you don't like KTM, you don't like Grind, then you're a big hater of it. I think you can get it. You, can, you should be able to understand it. Why didn't Grant pull over for Tomac? He was pretty far in front. But still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't uh, he could that might have been a little more obvious because he would have had to really stop. But <laughs> well, he he could have fallen over and did what Tomac yeah. did. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Or, or Cooper Webb stalled his bike, quote unquote, with J Mart. Uh, Josh, you got any problem with what Marv did? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, it's team tactics. They're they're trying to KTM's trying to win a championship this year, and if that's what they have to do, just to get at least a couple more points to give uh, Ryan a a way to be in front. Then do it. I mean, they probably gave him the first place bonus, yeah, or at least, oh, yeah. or at least Ryan did. So I mean, all, the only thing he got took away from him was just an actual win in the history books. But yeah, hey, it's team. T- if if Marvin's okay with it, and then it's fine. I mean, it's team tactics. Yeah, I mean, Henry, uh, it's his buddy, it's his best friend. He's out of the points. It's the second last round. Why not? Like, who cares? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I would have done the same. I mean, Ryan. It's his, his career, he's, uh, I mean, as he says, he's going to retire here soon, so. He, he, wait, he didn't uh, say that, Henry, he didn't say that. Uh, you sure? I don't think so, no. It's a rumor. I thought he did. No, I mean, I think he's I think he's done, I do, and, I, and that seems to be the I prevailing mean, theory, but I don't think he's actually said it, Henry. Uh, okay, well. That was probably, that that was probably <laughs> Alex pretending to be Dungey. And he said it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that could be. I mean, Alex does, he does uh, say a lot of things. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you can never believe him on anything. Right. But anyways, I mean, Tomac with his speed, I mean, he's got so many more gears that he can get the championship. Yeah. 
So, I mean, if he loses this one, I'm going to go with he's probably going to be the guy that beat in outdoors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just – this whole thing, these people are just – they're – I don't know, man. Like, I, I tweeted like I'm fine with it. People are angry. Like, it's like, who cares? Marvin did just sign a new two-year yeah, contract. He did. Like five minutes before the final. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Josh, so the East Coast, your coast, is uh, three guys, one point separating. Who do you think takes it? Obviously, you're going to be Team Savachis, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be whoever can get a start, really. I mean, I definitely am Team Savashi since he's a brother of mine and he, yep. uh, I train with him. But it's going to be whoever gets a start because if one person doesn't get a decent start, there's probably no way you're going to come through that many factory guys yeah. to the front if, if one if one of those three gets the whole shot and mm-hmm. runs away with it. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, Although Osborne went through a lot of dudes, all of his main guys this weekend, but you're right. When you add the West in there, it ain't going to happen that easy. Uh, Henry, what do you think yeah. happens? Uh, I'm definitely uh, rooting for for Osborne. Um, I hope he gets a good start and he can pull it off. But like you guys just said, yeah. one one person gets off front and the other ones get, I mean, mid-pack starts. There's no, I don't think there's no way you're going to catch up. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. There's no doubt. Um, jo- Osborne, though, Henry, has been the fastest guy. Like, he really has been. I mean, no offense to, to Joey and Jordan. They, they were great. But uh, Zacho has been phenomenal all, all series long. Oh, he's, he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal rider. I mean, he's every weekend, if he, I mean, as long as he stays off the ground, he's there to compete for the win. Uh, so. Yeah. And Josh, uh, Joey's had a weird year. These small crashes that he's never really done before. It's got to be so frustrating during the week. He's got to be so mad at himself sometimes. He's thrown away a ton of points, all with crashing just by himself or making mistakes, which isn't normally what I think of when I think of Joey Savacci. Yeah, it's kind of been weird. Just, I mean, he'll be in the lead, have a good probably five-second lead, and then just kind of make a mistake like he did in uh, you know, was it, was it Atlanta where he just went completely off the track and almost hit the flagger. St. Louis. That was St. It, Louis, I think, yeah. Uh, St. Louis, yep. yeah. And then this, this past weekend, he went to the other – lane and uh i think he's just getting into his head but i think he can pull through yeah. uh, he's definitely mentally strong i have seen that every day at the farm and i think he's gonna pull through and hopefully get the championship what do you think of that penalty on him i thought it was really harsh like I, I i thought they would maybe at worst put him behind craig and just say yeah yeah craig would have got you had you pulled back on um i thought it was pretty harsh yeah, the penalty is pretty harsh for like well, the five positions or so. Yeah. I mean, they could have maybe done like time since he did. I mean, he did wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I will admit to an extent that he should have saw where he was and could have just jumped back on the other oh, track. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you're in you're in the heat of the moment and in the middle of the main trying to get the points. But it was a little harsh for how much they docked him. What do you think of that, Henry? Yeah, I, I'd say it's it was a little harsh. They should have done it uh, definitely on time and then. Wherever that would have put him, I mean, leave it at that. The five positions was a little over dramatic, so. Mm-hmm. But it's done. Yeah. No, uh, Andy, what do you think of that penalty? Um, I think he uh, should have got back on to the right side of the track. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah, and, I agree on that. It kind of like he was disoriented and just started and kept on going and didn't look around. I don't think he gained. He lost time. I think it was a little bit harsh. Um, but hey, rules are rules, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. You guys are racers, though, Henry. Like, um, 
I guess you're just what is the adrenaline going? You're freaking out. You're going to lose your 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 points lead, and that's why you go straight and you don't pull onto the track. Like that's again, it's not something I, I think of when I think of Joey, like rash decisions or whatever. But man, like I don't understand why he didn't pull back onto the track normally. Like I I I don't know why he would be like, yeah, this is going to be cool. I can just go straight, and no one. I don't know, man. I know you're in the heat of the moment, but I guess you get it, huh, Henry? I mean. That was it. Was definitely just like a heat of the moment move. He didn't. I don't think he thought about it or anything. He just started his bike and took off because he was on that side of the track. I don't know if he didn't want to cross over the hay bales or whatnot, but yeah, it was definitely heat of the moment. Start up and go. He wasn't trying to lose points or anything. We can't ask Cartwright. He's too biased. Yeah, well, Ronnie, Ronnie Stewart showed us you could uh, go backwards on the track to get back on the track. So could have just skimmed the loops backwards like he did. Oh my God, can you believe that? Let's let's tackle that first. So we got the Canzaro takeout on Tedder. We have Tedder hitting A Ray. We have Tedder slamming Stewart, and we have the uh, uh, Devin Raper's leg stuck in Tyler Antignap's bike. What was the oh. what was the nuttiest thing, Cartwright? Do you think of, of all of that? Man, probably the like the Devin Raper one was a little bad. Just like he, like Tyler, like sell something. He's like, no, I'm getting to this finish line. I'm, I'll, I'll drag you over this finish line to make this main. Right? Because that was that was like going to be his first main, I think. And, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. It just went right out from under him, and I kind of felt bad for that. But it was a crazy night this weekend. <laughs> right? just, just everyone taking everyone out, no one being able to control where they were going. Right. It was gnarly. What do you think, Henry? What was the nuttiest thing you saw? Uh, yeah, definitely the in that one in the raper. Uh, he was he was on a mission to get across that finish line <laughs> with him stuck in his wheel or without. And we sadly we, to say he didn't make it. We had him on Monday show. We called Tyler, and Chris Kiefer was like, "Dude, just you should have pinned it. Like, you know, it's your first main event." <laughs> And he was like, dude, I was. I was all the way in first, and I was slipping the clutch. And Raper's leg was just wedged in there. It just was not going to happen. Um, but, hey, the tether hit on A-Ray was pretty good. It was. It was, pretty, it was a pretty good takeout. That bike went cartwheeling. cartwheeling. That, went, that went far. That bike went flying. And let me ask you, uh, Henry, what exactly was Cantonzaro thinking on that pass? Like, what was he thinking was going to happen with that pass? Like, honestly, I think he was he was just going to go a little like I think the sand pulled him into the hayville. Okay, that part wasn't really on purpose, but he was definitely going in to uh, fly for the clean out for sure. Like it was a last 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 corner move. He was. Cade, he was going for the Cade Clayson move, as as we call it. Yeah. Well, even but Cade's move wasn't Cade's move wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as the what he just did to to, to Tedder. No, definitely not. No. But I mean, Cade, he just goes for it in the last corner. If he takes somebody out, I mean, he just yeah, he gives it everything he has. I feel like though, Henry, let's say Cade's successful and blows Tedder off the track. And manages to stay upright. I don't know how, but somehow manages to stay upright. I feel like they would not have allowed Cat the, the last spot on the main. I feel the officials would be like, "Yeah, no, like that's that's not allowed." Do you, do, do you agree I, I with think, that? I think if they if he went to went down, they would have had something to say about it. Yes, yes. I feel like that For you sure. you can't really do that. 
I don't know, Andy. What do no, you think? Definitely not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems like Cade's involved in a lot of stuff in the LCQ lately, yeah, which is no, exciting. I, which I, is, I agree. Um, I, I just uh, and then did you see Tedder go over to the uh, to the officials before the LCQ? He went over to John Gallagher to talk to him. I'm just like, yeah, uh, okay, sure. The cat knocked you down brutally, but you just blasted a guy into another lane, and you blasted Alex Ray's bike out from under him. Like, I don't know if you have anything to complain about, Tedder. Like, it kind of was frontier justice. You know what I mean, Cartwright? Yeah, like, I mean, once you take someone out, you're <laughs> going to get it back. And with Ken Zar, it looked like he got a little out of control in the stand, and he kind of just whiskey throttled it into him. He was definitely going for the takeout <laughs> if, like, he just took the uh, berm normally, Tedder. Yeah. But I think he's got a little whiskey. But, yeah, if Tedder's going to complain to the – to the officials, dude, you just took out like two people pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know what his case would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, I know I took two people out, but come on, let me have this one. Like, no. <laughs> what about that uh, incident between uh, Grant and Mookie? Oh, I know, man. Um, and then Grant falls down. The universe got him. Oh. Um, yeah, what would you guys think of that move? Like, Mookie didn't mean to do that. Josh was like... Yeah, he he like cro- he cross jumped, but he didn't mean to. Like he oh. hit that rut, and it just ricocheted him right. And I think Grant just didn't really see that, and all he saw was him cross jumping, and he just went in for the kill the next quarter. Yeah, like I'm, I'm crossed not- over like it was like when, when uh I think was it Moki and Bogle a couple of years ago when they just crossed yep. over the ruts and they hit each other. It looked the exact same. Um, yeah, I'm not. I've never been a fan of Grant's riding, and that kind of again just solidified that i'm just like come on man i think you'll see some payback maybe this weekend you think i think i don't know <laughs> what's the move with that uh uh josh you, you you would just wait and get him back i don't know i've never been the kind of rider to uh like just completely take someone out i don't know why i always like i've never been like that but i mean if someone hits me i'm probably gonna try to get uh revenge i mean if someone hit, hit me that hard i you definitely try to get them that next weekend i feel like this weekend in vegas is gonna be just Everyone taking everyone out and getting revenge from last week. <laughs> what do you think, Henry? Uh, it's gonna. I definitely think it's gonna be like the end of the year revenge race here. <laughs> There's gonna definitely be some some good takeouts and whatnot, especially after last weekend. Hey, let me ask you: Have you guys uh, gotten into it this year in your main events? You finished around each other at uh, two or three of them. As you guys have any? I don't mean takeouts. Just have you had good some good battles? Oh uh, yeah, like we uh, we've uh in Detroit I think it was, we were pretty close to each other and um we've never had any really takeouts or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if we could or not. I mean we me and Henry have been friends for a while and and uh but I mean it comes down to the line so oh, yeah. maybe top ten. We're gonna <laughs> bump Mars a little bit. I I get that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you gotta do that. FXR Racing, Privateer Island Life, number twelve, uh with Henry Miller, Josh Cartwright. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget you can get it on uh, iTunes, you can get it on uh, the pulp app, you can get it on pulpamex.com and all of that. Andy White from FXR Racing also in studio here. Uh Josh, you wrote for the Blue Buffalo team uh last year. Uh, maybe this year, some people think, but no. Um <laughs> uh, hey, let me just ask you this. What was that stuff the stuff like to ride with on the bike? Uh, it honestly wasn't too bad because, I mean, my whole life I did handguard. Okay. Like, I, was, I raced hair scrambles, so I was pretty used to it. It was a little weird in the front because you could actually just see the billboard in front of you, but it wasn't too bad. The sides weren't, weren't bad at all. It yeah. just felt like normal plastics, but you just got to get used to a big, giant handguard in front of you. If you can ride with that, you should be fine. 
Andy, what do you think of that setup? Like they got going. I think I feel like. Well, okay, I feel like a little bit. The factories might look at that a little closer if they had invented it themselves. You know what I mean? I don't think they want anything to do with the guy who invented them, and so they don't really want to go that way. But I, I see. Like I look at I'm not the front thing. I, I'm. I can't. I can't buy into the front thing. It's like the forearm strong. I can buy into the forearm <laughs> strong device. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will not buy the spray. I can. You cannot get me to buy the spray. <laughs> Just like so, I'm that way with the uh, with the front of the blue buffalo bike. Like no, not going to go there. But the sides as an outside sponsor, like why don't some of these teams look into that? Um. Good question. I think I think you nailed it. Where maybe if a factory team picked it up, other yeah. teams would look at it. Yeah. Um, in Europe, speedway racing has that yeah. front yeah. handlebar setup right. and is very popular there. I I don't know why it hasn't picked up here. Um, he's trying to sell that spot on that handlebar big time. Yeah. And it's big money. Uh, no one's. Well, I just feel like. I feel a little bit of as the factories are like, yeah, we don't want anything to do with the guy that invented it. We don't want anything to do with it. Like, we want to do it ourselves or not do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how some of these teams work. But I don't, I don't, I think it's got a future. I really do. I guess we'll see. Did it heat the bike up, Josh? Did the bike get hotter? I know this is more of a mechanical question, but. Uh, no, like the year I rode for them, they made it pretty pretty slim like the uh-huh. year before me it was pretty bulky like on zimmer's bike yep. it was like really big and i feel like that heated it up pretty well but on my bike it didn't heat it up at all because it was pretty slim on the sides it was mm. just one big giant piece <laughs> wouldn't that uh, have problems if you had a mechanical or something on the side of the track and you had to get underneath to to repair or uh, do something i guess or? i don't know i mean how often does that? You happen? were able to still get the link or like the the shock bolt and all that right there. Yeah, it it, it was kind of like stock ones, but just a little bit bigger. Right. Hmm. Uh, Club MX, of course, is where Henry Miller he lives with uh, uh, Alex Ray and Cade Clayson. Big big controversy this week. Miller, uh, Alex Ray stole uh, Cade's eggs. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a week. It's a weekly thing here. If it ain't the eggs, it's the avocados. If it isn't the avocados, it's something else. <laughs> Every morning, I got my own room right next to the kitchen. These two are out here arguing about something. So <laughs> it's always something with those two. I, I, They're I wait, like a married couple. I wait every 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 day on Twitter to see what the latest controversy is at Club MX with the, with the food oh, or whatever. Hey Henry, yeah, did, something. did you get to go to Webb's place? I saw that those two idiots were at Cooper Webb's place. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, Cade wasn't there. It was. Uh, oh, okay. So, Cade stayed here for some reason. Um, A Ray and Brayton rode the Supercross track out at yesterday, and then the rest of us were on the outdoor track, uh, getting it rough, getting it all rough, and all the ruts cut in for him so he could do his testing this week. Oh, okay. Um. So uh, yeah, we went out there and it was it it was gnarly. How was it? it? Yeah, a lot. Okay, it rained a lot the night before and it was deep. The ruts were, I mean, a foot deep all the way around the track. You'd jump the jumps, land in them. I mean, it was it was gnarly. It reminded me of uh, High Point last year. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that kind of that kind of gumbo almost a little bit like. Yep, exactly. Oh jeez. So well, but uh, it was it was fun. That's for sure. Well, why didn't you say, hey, uh, Coop, I have a Supercross this weekend also, just like Brayton and Webb. I would like to ride the Supercross track. Uh, I actually 
am just getting ready for just kind of getting some of my stuff figured out for outdoors right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Supercross, I don't seem to have a problem with taking off the week before and getting right into it. Right. Um, last week I only rode, I rode one day and it was Tuesday before. Uh-huh. So okay. It's not, it's not something that worries me. Right. And Vegas is more of a hard pack in the track right now here. Since we got all that rain, I'm going to say it was soft and ruddy. So I don't know if that would be too yeah, much true. help. So, Josh, when you're done with Vegas, you're you're going back to school, you're not doing the outdoors. Where do you live? Do you live right in Tallahassee? Do you live by, on school, on, camp, on grounds? Yeah, I live, like, in between the track and FSU. Like, FSU is downtown, uh-huh. and I'm, like, right on the outskirts of Tallahassee. And so it's, like, 20 minutes to the track or 20 minutes to FSU, so it's perfect uh, in the middle. And, yeah, I'll just live down here in the summer and just go to school and ride a little bit. I'll probably hit up some hair scrambles. I love doing <laughs> hair scrambles and GCCs and Do stuff you really? Like that. Yeah, you like that stuff? Uh, I love it, yeah. My, I did the whole series in 09, and um, – I won the series in 09, and no one really, none of the sponsors really cared. So we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> no, one, no one cares. <laughs> but it, yeah, I loved them. It helps you with throttle control and not to go too wild because if you do, you're going to hit a tree. Um, I did like four GNCCs. They're gnarly, man. Mm. They, they, they're so oh, yeah. they're so gnarly. Um, yeah, it's fun. so nobody cared that you won, right? Big deal. Um, yeah, not not really the amateurs. They said like because I came back like three years like, uh, later and won like overall the B and uh-huh. won the, my class by like four minutes. And we went and looked at the teams again. They're like, yeah, we still look here. You got to win like A or something like. Oh jeez, oh, rough life, <laughs> rough life. Yeah, so we're just like we'll do Supercross. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better, right? Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting to uh, to talk to both of you guys. FXR Racing, Privateer Island Life Pod, Henry Miller, Josh Cartwright. Uh, hey, boys, uh, thanks for your time uh, on the podcast. Appreciate it. I think our listeners got to know you guys a little better, and uh, we start root for it for the 93 and the 81 this weekend in Vegas and, uh, and the 81 at, at some nationals. So um, thanks a lot, boys. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Thank, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. All right. See you. See you. Good guys, Andy. Both of them. Solid guys. I really enjoy they're, they're working pr- with them. They're probably very organized and very, you know, unlike some of your athletes. No, they are. Uh, Henry's a good guy to work with. He's been with FXR for a long time. Uh, and Josh, I've known for a long time. He came up to Canada and did a couple Walton events. So I got to know him. And uh, just, yeah, just easy guys. Send them gear and they're helpful. And they actually give me feedback on product to help us uh, develop better product down the road. Yeah, and uh, uh, you've been up here before, Andy. You're a longtime uh, a guy in the industry up in Canada. Uh, you ran uh, a few teams over the years, most notably KTM Canada. Mm-hmm. So if you go to my archives, everybody, search Andy White. Uh, you can kind of get Andy's career story a little bit from racing pro to, to, to moving into management to running KTM and, and Diablo Honda. Yeah, and everything Diablo. else, Diablo. So please check it out if you can, if you want to know more about Andy's story. So uh, big push from FXR, Andy, the last couple years. And uh, I've talked to you here and there about, about doing different things. And you're two years with FXR. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going – how is this going for you? How is this push going? Uh, obviously, look, uh, I, for years I'm like, yeah, they're everywhere in Canada. Like I tell people that, you know, when, when they were first – FXR was first coming in the U.S. I'm they like, were yeah. everywhere in Manitoba. Maybe that was it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> They're everywhere in Manitoba, where I'm from. Uh, the owner's from Manitoba. I've, mm-hmm. I know him uh, a little bit over the years. He used to race. He's a 
I don't know, five, six, seven years older than me, maybe. maybe even he's more. 52, I think, right now. Oh, okay, so he's 10 years older. Yeah. Um, but, um, so anyway, so the push into the U.S., how's it going with, with these teams and these riders and everything else? It's going really, really well. Um, our product is good, and the word's getting out that uh, our product uh, stands up, and it, it sticks out, and it's got good colors, and I'm picking up good privateer riders, and the word's getting out. Uh, guys like Alex and Kate and Henry and Josh are spreading the word, and we're getting a lot of uh, privateers hitting us up for product. And uh, this past year in Supercross, it's been great. At uh, I think at M- Minneapolis, we had 19 guys in FXR gear signed up for uh, the Lights Class in 450. Oh wow! Okay, so, so it, yeah. and that was perfect because that's a big snow belt area sure. for sledding and snowcross. Yeah. So everybody that was at the Supercross are like, "Holy, you guys make moto gear? This yeah. is like pretty cool." So now our sales guys are got a little bit of a kickstart to sell our product because right. they're seeing a lot of yep. FXR moto gear. Uh, any plans to do like a high end helmet or boots or anything else down the road? That's kind of the next thing for FXR. It is. Uh, there's a lot of competition out there in the helmet and the boot world, yep. and uh, it costs a lot of money. Uh, up front to develop that kind of stuff. Um, we're slowly working our way there. We're about gear. We do make really good helmets. Um, uh, our snowcross guys use our helmets. Mm-hmm. We're just not known as a helmet company, yep. like with 6D and Bell and Showy and yep. RI. Those guys are helmet company, so it's hard to compete with those guys. But uh, we're slowly gaining market share and momentum, yep. and more and more guys are wearing our helmets. So um, in the boot market... Uh, you know these pros all want tech tens and Garnet, yeah. uh, and that yeah. that market is a very small market to sell product. Yep. It's almost giveaway product, yep. and uh, we're looking at the uh, midline price point boot where we can actually sell that boot. And uh, we've got something in the works, and uh, I think it'll be out in time for the eighteen program. So you've done, you've helped FXR make a great push in the U.S., and I'm sure a lot of listeners of this have never heard of FXR until the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. you've done a great job with with uh, all these guys. I guess the next step for you is whipping up that checkbook, maybe, and getting getting a f- top factory level rider, or is it? I don't know. You know, okay. um, that's the like, and, I, and and whether it's Fly or Thor or anybody, I mean, they're in that game, and at some point, those companies had to be like, okay, with Fly and Thor, they're connected to a massive company. Distributor, yeah. Yeah, distributor. Yeah, yeah. Massive, massive, lots of money. So when Thor, you know, when you see Thor, it's a parts unlimited product. You see Fly, it's a Western Powers product. Yeah. FXR is FXR. We don't have chain sprockets and handlebars and all that stuff to sell. So yep. it's a little different. My checkbook will be a little smaller. Yep. Um, so I'm helping out privateers, and we're doing a lot of Loretta Lynn kids. Yeah. And we're really doing grassroots uh, to build from the bottom up. And I think we're privateers appreciate that. And uh, I can give them a little bit more attention, give them some extra sets of gear, make them look like, you know, make them feel like a factory yeah. rider. Yep. If I put all my money into a top guy, if he goes down, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know this from the X-Brand goggle. I mean, we spent some money on some guys that got hurt right away and we never saw them again. No, and I'm actually really <laughs> nervous about that. I'd love to have a top guy that would, you know, be around for consistent for the whole 12 rounds of super, or whatever outdoor nationals yep. and supercross. Yeah. But uh, statistic-wise, that's not yeah. very good. So helping amateurs and privateers right mm-hmm. now is the way that I'm looking at. And um, same with Europe. We're helping out a lot of European riders uh, in Australia and all over yeah. the place. So we're yeah, baby it's, steps. It's, it's an interesting, and again, and you know, I face that with Pulp MX a little bit. Like, I freelance for Racer X, and they're really big for me. And, and I, But at some point, like, I'm like, okay, do I... 
start pulp to compete with at racer x in a way like i don't want to but i'm saying like that i'm good with how it is but that's the next step for me mm-hmm. pulling everything in and just going huge you know and, and that's for a gear company or any goggle company or anybody that's the question of the day what do you do and will it pay off or you know sort of the guerrilla marketing that you're doing now with the privateers um great coverage and lots of photos and, and media coverage of these guys is probably better than ever before but do you want to gamble, right? <laughs> I, I don't. It's not my money. It's Milt's money. We have a game plan. We have a five-year program, and it's working out really well. We're taking s- small steps, and the steps are, are good-sized steps, uh, and we see the return. Our sales are good. The excitement of our 18 program, Kiefer has been testing. Mike Brown is on our program now, and they've mm-hmm. developed some really good product, and uh People are knocking on the door now wanting 18 product, and I'm, I don't yeah. want to show it to them. I want to get, <laughs> you know, the 17's almost sold out. And at the head office, Milt and Carson, Aaron, and Matt are all building the 19 stuff. Yeah. And, and Milt said the other day, man, this 19 stuff is so badass. Why are we selling the 18? Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> we we got to sell the 18. 18's all in order. I think it's on the water right now it, coming over. It's crazy how, <laughs> how, and I know this from talking to JT at, at Fly, like it's crazy how far you guys are ahead. It's nuts. You I have to. Yeah. You yeah. have to. I mean, the amount of time it takes you to develop it, test it, take photos, look at the product, make sure the lines are all good, send it out, get the samples back, make sure the colors are all right, and then you put your order in, and then you wait for four months until the... <laughs> the the transport drops it off and then yeah. you go to market and sell it. Yeah. By the time you've got it out to market, you've already yeah. got the 19 built and you're starting to work on the 20 and 21 because yeah. you got to yeah. have that process going. And uh, as far as racing in Canada, where both of us are from, uh, MX 101 will be your big push again. It will. Uh, team? Yeah, they've got Pettis and Moffenbier and Hayden Halstead. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they've got a good solid team. They have factory support from Yamaha Canada. Um, they've got some good bikes. Alan Brown and uh, Kevin Tyler have done a fantastic job with their group. Uh, they've been podium guys uh, for quite a few years, and I think Pettis and Moffenbier are definitely uh, a next level up from last year. They've yep. got a lot of momentum, and um, they've got a lot of confidence. I saw them a couple of weeks ago with the photo shoot, and they're loving the bikes. Even Hayden uh, is uh, looking really good on that 250. So I think we'll see some good results from them. And in the MX1, who you got? We have Kate Classen. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard of him. I've, yeah, he's a good guy. I think he can go pretty. Now good. he had to, he got a he had to renegotiate his deal, right? He told me that um, he's bounced around f- with a few companies in the past, and he yeah. wants to stick with one company. Okay. So he told Josh, "Listen, I'm on if I can bring FXR." And Josh is like, "We're kind of a fly team, whatnot." Yeah. But I don't think he got the support he was looking for, so. He allowed Josh to bring in the FXR, it, yeah. and uh, we're happy. Josh is happy. We got his logos all over the jerseys and whatnot. And we're gonna. Right. I find it kind of good that um, Kate is gonna have support from us because we're gonna really push social media marketing for Kate, mm-hmm. but it'll also help Josh at the same time. Yep. And Fly will do the same for his program. Right. So it kind of wins for Josh. What's the status of A Ray's butt patches? Um, they're on order. <laughs> They're on order. <laughs> Ready for Anaheim one next year. We get the we get a 20, special logo. Anaheim twenty eighteen. Yeah. Ray will get Yama Dog or Caddy Wampus. Oh man, on the back of his. Butt. I can't keep up. The demands come in so fast. I can't print them quick uh, enough. He's something else. He's uh, a, he's a great guy. He's just. 
he's just all over the place, yeah. and uh, yeah. he's an awesome dude to work he's with. He's Caddy Wampus in his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for the support on this show, Andy. Appreciate it. FXR Racing dot uh, com. Go there. Pulpamex thirty is the code to save at FXR Racing. They're focused on sizing, fitting, and venting as carried over to the motocross gear, and they are always testing new, lighter, and better materials to give you guys the look and feel that people are wanting. FXR stands by the product, and they stand by the riders. FXR, your factory ride starts with FXR. It's actually pretty funny. When you go to FXR Racing, everybody, it's, the code works for everything, right? It does. Okay. Don't tell everybody that. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to know, know That's that? That's okay. It's all right. I I'm mean, just saying, you guys have so much stuff on the website that people don't understand, I don't think. If you go to the re- website, it's, it's, it's nutty. I'm, thanks for opening up that freaking can oh. of worms. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because now everybody north of the snow line, all ride sleds, or moto guys, yeah. are, all hit me up for sled gear. And that's like gear is real expensive. Yeah. And that's fine. We give them discounts and deals to keep them all in FXR. Eh, but they're slowly, when they're on the website, they're like, oh, man, you got gear bags. You got this. You yeah. got that. You got Flip-flops. casuals, yeah. board shorts. Yeah. Uh, and then one-piece monosuits for sledding. I mean, pretty cool stuff, man. I mean, yeah. uh, these guys are, we, you know, we sponsor the, the best factory snowcross teams in the world. Is snowcross still going? Dude, I mean, it is solid. Like, I feel like it, it was really strong and then it's fading off. Or? No, it's solid. Those snow guys are the real deal. Um, okay. And they kill it. And they up make there. money and the fans make, are going. You know what I mean? Like, all that? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's good. Um, Never mind the lack of snow we've had in the world. That is the big problem where they've almost got to, like, bring snow in from areas to make the track. Yeah. And there's, like, dirt and mud and around. But yeah, yeah. on the track, it's snow. Snow. So, um, it's okay. the it, it, uh, global warming is not helping them, but uh, they do have right. good attendance. The I read it's not true, global warming. It's not true. <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> but uh, the manufacturers are heavily into they the snow cross okay. and pump a lot of money. they got a lot of factory yeah. teams. And uh, it gets a lot of uh, social media and marketing. Oh, cool. Okay. And yeah, probably pay a lot money. of those snow cross guys are all moto guys. Yeah. Tim Trombley. Tim Trombley, Cody Cam. Yeah. I mean, these guys can... Tucker uh, Hibbert. Tucker Hibbert. And then on the FXR other snow side, we have the snow bikes. Oh, yeah. Where we won the X yep. Games yep. this year. Brock Hoyer. With, with Brock Hoyer. Yeah. And Nolan Hepner almost was on the podium, but threw it away. I think you'll see better results from him this year. So we had... Is the snow bike thing something that's catching on? It is. In Canada, yeah. it's really catching on. And uh, uh, north of the snow line... Yeah. In Colorado and Wisconsin, you see a lot of snow bikes, oh, okay. and we're developing new snow gear for snow bikes, like moto pants with a bit more insulation, and jackets have a little bit more, but still give you the uh, opportunity to throw that bike around, and yep. instead of wearing like a, a sled suit where it's a little bit tight, like the old school, today yep. it's a lot looser, and materials are a lot better, and they breathe better. Uh, Mike Brown, the other day, called me and said, I'm going to uh, Argentina. I go, the north part or the south part? And he's like, way down south, and it's going to be freaking cold. I'm like, all right, we'll hook you up with some oh, cool. cold weather gear. Yeah, yeah. And he said, man, it was awesome. I stayed warm. It was great. The week after, we hooked him up with venti gear because he was in northern uh, uh, Argentina. Okay. So uh, it's uh, pretty cool that we can uh, hook guys up like that. Yeah, absolutely. FXR Racing, everybody. Please check it out. Andy White, Josh Cartwright, Henry Miller. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Privateer Island Life, number 12. And uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.